0: In Eckdale's article about the Kenyan music video industry, he discusses that uh, music videos can brand the country, like promoting landmarks and other notable things. Honestly, in most music videos I've ever watched, I don't see landmarks or notable places. To be fair, I haven't seen Kenyan music videos, so I'm going to assume off of what I've experienced. However, if the branding by highlighting areas in Kenya is are in these music videos is true. I think it does promote the country in a good way as long as the music is perceived positively. It's just like how we see popular brands in US music videos um, promoting products like Apple or Beats Audio. I think the same thing is done here. I think creative liberty in music videos, mostly in popular, more recognizable artists, is also the same in that the performing artists um, like the one singing, rapping, or performing, doesn't have um, any choices in making the video. The main difference is that in the music videos um, from the two countries is that Kenya's is more government governmentally monitored and produced. Um, these music videos in Kenya also seem to be more... Localize and promote Kenya, like I said earlier, like local stories and stuff. That the idea of neoliberal in the Kenyan music video industry is not correct here, um, because the government seems to put control over these directors. The directors can be seen as what the article states them to be as like ambassadors for the country, like the promoters. I think this article is trying to be esoteric and making the Kenyan music video industry a unique situation. I don't think this is the case, however, because places like South Korea have generated traction by doing similar things like having governmental control in their K-pop groups, but seemingly making it look like their artists are having creative liberty in artists and directors from the point of view from a fan. A few searches can point you to the truth that governments... Um, plays a important branding role in promoting their country's music by gaining outside influence like U.S. fans, like how we have um, K-pop stands in the U.S., I think South Korea easily gained more success with this exact strategy that Kenya uses. In the United States, we see um, this too, but not as much now. When artists really only got popular from competitions such as American Idol or The Voice. You can say the producers are like the government influence like from the Kenyan and the South Korean um, music video industries. Um, They pick and choose their winners and they want what they want to produce music and the music videos to promote the United States with. Nowadays, we see artists getting popular from self-producing or little to no influence from bigger corporations. They are able to gain the success without the governmental figure that wants them to promote something. Other artists, however, will promote products like I've mentioned before. That the producers or directors of the music video want them to, I think this makes the creative liberty um, almost non-existent for the artists when they do this. These artists can be seen as having governmental, governmentally monitored in a way. Like, even though they're not governmentally controlled, they have the same kind of monor- monitoring principles in the U.S. I'm not saying that the government is responsible directly for this idea but i think it is the big corporations and i think it is equal to the kenyan government monitoring the music video industry and promoting their own way that they want to promote the country this is the exact reason why i think this situation is esoteric because I think it can apply to more situations, and they're trying, in the article, Eckdale is trying to make it an exclusive situation only to Kenya, and I do not think that is overall the case.